He went into every single space and commanded it like I have never seen in my life. And it's like, it was so inspiring to me. I was like, oh, I don't have an excuse anymore. Like I can never walk off a stage and be like, I did everything until I did that, you know? Hey guys, James Wilson Taylor here for Rock Sound. Now Charlotte Sounds has just dropped a brand new single called Last. Loads of big touring plans. I'm delighted to say she's on the Rhine right now to tell us all about it. How are you, Charlotte? I am so good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here, man. It's a really, really exciting time to chat to you because like I say, this new single's just dropped. It is really, really cool, man. I'm really, really feeling that new track. Um, let's start with the obvious. When did this one kind of come together? Who were you working with? Tell me about actually the writing process behind Lost. Yeah, so um, we wrote this, I, I don't honestly, I feel like my time like does not make any sense in my head anymore. So is everyone. Like, <laughs> so is everyone these last three years, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was last week. And they were like, that was two years ago. <laughs> um, but no, we, I wrote this song um, probably six months ago, maybe a little more. Um, and I wrote it with some of my favorite friends and collaborators and producers, um, Dana and Reed, Sean Small, and Sam Sumser. Um, in Nashville and it was kind of um, this really fun experience because we all were in a room together and um, we came up with the idea that I was like maybe we should have a chorus and a song that I don't have to like fully belt and feel like I'm gonna die after every single song when I play it live and um, then we ended up writing the fastest song I've ever had in my entire life and I still feel that way so <laughs> it didn't really help but I love the song and um, we, we were trying to make it very obviously inclusive and it's kind of it's a, all a true story of my entire childhood and my life and growing up and um always feeling like an outsider and like a loner and like I was never cool enough to fit into any group I wasn't like athletic enough to be like like a jock or anything and so it was always I was always on the outside and I feel like these last tours that I've done I've realized that's like a something that a lot of people have in common and just like a lot of people that are at those shows are people like trying to find a community in a space where they can fit in um so i'm hoping that that kind of is a song for them and makes them feel like they have one yeah definitely a bit of a universal feeling in there i'm sure a lot yeah. of people will be able to relate to for sure and then, and then musically it's just a really kind of nice mixture in that it sounds like if like Depeche Mode did pop punk, and I mean that in like the Let's best possible way, it's got like that kind of synth pop thing, but a really yeah. kind of pop punk kind of rhythm in there as well. I wonder, like, who are your kind of bigger musical inspiration? Obviously, like your songs are sounding very different in different. You obviously want to try lots yeah. of different styles, but fundamentally, who were you growing up listening to? Who were the kind of inspirations, the kind of styles that you want to channel in the stuff you're making at the minute? Yeah, so I I kind of grew up on like a weird melting pot of stuff. My parents. Um, kind of always made me listen to like Bonnie Raitt and um, Cheryl Crow and Grace Potter and like incredible like female songwriters and artists. And I am forever grateful for that because it is why I became a songwriter and why I was like, realized the songs have to come first and the stories have to come first before anything. Um, and then I was a huge Alanis Morissette fan. So that was like huge for me. She was just like the coolest person in the whole world. Um, and still is, she's incredible. But, um, I then found like All Time Low and like obviously those bands and, like We The King, Mayday Parade, The Main, like so many bands that I was like, wait, this energy of this show is insane. And I want to, how do I capture this, but keep the quality of like these folky songs and like songwriters. Um, and I'm like still trying to figure that out, but that is like my overall goal is like, I want people to want to like mosh in the audience, but also be like, 
oh, that song makes sense and it like touches me, you know? Um, so it's like a weird mixture of like Bonnie Raitt and, you know, pop punk. <laughs> hey, hey, together at last. <laughs> two, <laughs> two great tastes, two great flavors together at last, man. Yeah, it um, makes we talk no about sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense to me, man. I got it. But we talk about shows and stuff and that, that kind of idea of that onstage energy. I mean, you've currently just been out on the road with one of the most energetic performers out there, which is, of course, Young yeah. Blood. And again, that, that thing of that spirit of community you've just been talking about there, that's always been present with his audience. Uh, tell uh, me about, I guess, getting to know him a little bit, but also these shows. I feel like that's a really, really nice fit, your crowd and his crowd, right? Yeah, I mean, it was honestly just like a privilege to be a part of it. He has like created, and I was like a fan of, I've been a fan of him for years um literally i made videos two years ago of me being like take me on tour and like i have genuinely been like that is the person that i want to tour with and i've felt that way for a really long time um but i'm just such a fan of like first of all obviously the stage presence like i saw him go into any venue and even when i was like this is an awkward like show today like even if the room was weird or like anything felt odd obviously because covid protocols people are farther away and um, you're not able to go into the crowd or like go up to them. So it was definitely like an interesting energy. And he went into every single space and commanded it like I have never seen in my life. And it's like, it was so inspiring to me. I was like, oh, I don't have an excuse anymore. Like I can never walk off a stage and be like, I did everything until I did that, you know? Um, and so it was just so, so cool to watch and just like to be a part of. And also he's created this community of kind like wonderful accepting brilliant people and the fact that they were like accepting of me and allowed me to be part of that was just the most wonderful experience ever and it's just so so many cool people that I met that were just so kind and they listened to my set and they cared about my set and they because they knew that he picked me and was like okay he likes her we like her and they were just like they took me under their wings and it was just like the the best experience of my life yeah, Truly. definitely a lovely, lovely moment to be a part yeah. of there. And, 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 you know, speaking of kind of, you know, people you've admired for a long time on stuff, let's talk about some of these collaborations because you've been so busy over this last year or so. And my God, yeah. what a way to kind of hit the ground running. But, um, let's begin with the main um, and, of course, Adam Lazara. I mean, what a kind of yeah. double header that is. Um, how did you get the call? How did you get involved? And what was it like kind of collaborating with those two icons there? Oh, um, I still have to like pinch myself just to <laughs> remind myself it's real. But no, this that situation was so crazy to me because I met all the guys from the main um, during the sad summer tour. We all met and just kind of been passing. And so they were able to see my set and um, they were so kind and just like the most wonderful people ever. And um, we kind of all just like became friends and acquaintances and then they reached out saying that they wanted me to be on a song with them and I was like absolutely like wouldn't think twice about it let's do it tomorrow and it was so funny because we got on the phone to talk about um like where I would be singing and all this stuff and when they sent the song I was like this is so cool but like this has like a taking back Sunday vibe and I because I didn't know at the time that Adam was on it I had no idea. So I literally was like, wow, this is like very Taking Back Sunday. It's really cool. I, I mean, I love Taking Back Sunday, so this is sick for me. Um, and I was on the phone with them and they kept being like, oh yeah, and then that's Adam's part and blah, blah. And it took me like 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh my God, it's Adam Lazara on this song. And so I was like on the phone, like, mm -hmm, yep, I'll sing there, sure. Like I 
like was so excited because I already am such a fan of the main and then that and I didn't even know I was like trying to play it cool as if I like already knew that information um and so then we got off the phone and I was like this is insanity like this is crazy um it was like Christmas morning and we did the song and it was so much fun I literally sang higher than I've like ever sang in my entire life and <laughs> I was facetiming with like John and Pat and they were like, try and hit the higher octave. And I was like, okay, guys, sure. While you're watching me, while you're yeah, literally easy, watching easy to me say sing. from there, isn't it? Yeah, just sort of backseat driving. Like, yeah, you could do yeah. the higher. Notes. And we're all sure. just like on Zoom, and I'm like, it's like shaking. I'm like, I do they hate me? Do I? What if I don't do a good job? They're gonna get someone else. And then of course they're like the sweetest people ever, and they're like, do you mind trying like the octave up? And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, so now I have to do that on stage. Uh, Oh, definitely. You know, we want to see that one live. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the tour coming up. You know, we want to see that one in the set. Absolutely. Terrifying. Oh, it'll be great, though. It'll be so much fun. (laughs) Just wait till Adam turns up as well. That's what we really want to see. That'll be the big moment. My heart. (laughs) Just swinging the microphone around. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. Um, And then, of course, the other moment. I mean, again, this is is what I like about what you've been doing so far is it's full of contrast. You know, the songs you put out have been kind of radically different and trying different styles and stuff. But also your collaborations. You know, you go from working with acts like the main and TBS there and then into under oath i mean what a complete <laughs> contrast but it works um really cool Please. kind of newer version of hallelujah there again tell me about when did you get the call what was it like working with those guys yeah so that honestly started because aaron gillespie drummer singer of under oath um is incredible and i got lucky enough he started coming to nashville for writing trips and we got put in a room together thank the heavens somehow and he um was is just like the most incredible human you'll ever meet like he's one of those people that like make you all of a sudden be like everything is fine in my life and everything's gonna be great like he just is so encouraging and is so wonderful and like funny and just the best and we started working together on my stuff and he actually wrote um the title track of love and other lies with me and danan um and so that was just, we just all became really good friends and we just like hang out every time he's in Nashville. He's like a good friend of mine now. And then we went to um, I so I like knew Under Oath, but Dana and Reed, who's my drummer and he's produced like most of the stuff I've written. Um, he grew up like on Under Oath, like his first drum covers were like Under Oath of like Aaron's drum parts. And so this it was like a really insane situation and he was losing his mind about it. Um, we ended up going to like Furnace Fest to see them live because I was like, I have to see Aaron play live. He's legendary. Um, and it was like the most insane. It was honestly the best show of my entire life. Like It was absolutely insane. Like they have just so much power and like energy and they're like, it's like the young blood in a completely different vein, but it's like this incredible, like, you will do what we say like and everyone's like yep <laughs> you know what i mean it's so crazy how people can just control the space um and yeah i met everybody there and then they we all just aaron was like would you want to hop on this song if we do another version and i was they were like oh we've never really had like features before this would be our like our first female feature and i was like i don't know if i have the like credentials to do this <laughs> like i don't i feel like honored but at the same time i was like this is that feels like something you go like Haley Williams or like, you know, Amy Lee. Like these are things where I was like, that's incredible. But I was just so nervous. I was like, I have to do my best. I have to like, I have to kill this or I am going to be so upset. Um, 
And so we basically were in LA on a writer's trip and we rented out a studio, recorded the vocals, um, sent them back. And this version became a real and I mean, I'm, I love it so much. It's so fun to be able to like make stuff with your friends and be able to like reimagine parts. And that stuff is so fun for me to be able to just be like, what if we did like stacked harmonies on this part? Like I miss those and like, like that version is so cool, but what if we make this more like melodic and being able to like cr recreate something that I wasn't a part of writing and like reimagine it is like such an incredible experience. And I'm just so, so lucky to be a part of that. And yeah. yeah no what a cool unique thing to be able to be a part of like like, like you say being able to jump on something already exists and put a little twist on it it's just such a yeah. fun thing to be able to do in that way it's very very cool um a couple more things i want to ask you about before i kind of let you go but um let's talk a bit about dress and the success of that because it is one of these things i always kind of it always feels weird asking people like this is a success that happened on tiktok it's like well <laughs> so is, so is everything welcome to the world these days yeah but it's kind of interesting when a song like that it felt like a very very natural sudden moment for it to take off yeah you know i mean like it felt like the audience mm -hmm. the audience found it rather than you pushing it directly through tiktok do you know what i mean like it yeah. must have kind of been quite an interesting experience to to see how the audience took it on themselves like it's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean that was like my first experience with tiktok ever so i didn't even really understand the app at that point i was just like posting like videos that were on my phone like on tiktok i had i was not somebody who at that point was like this is a demo i just really like should i release it like that was not the, the what i was doing at that time i didn't even understand tiktok marketing and um we, i put out that video and i was like it was like thanksgiving i think and i was like walking into my mom's house and i remember putting my phone down and like looking back at that video a few hours later and it had like 200,000 views at that point or something. It just kept going up. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, because I'm like older than I think most of the people on TikTok or that are in my comment section, at least I feel that way. I always feel like I'm, a I'm 17, so I would yeah. know. I'm so, so down with it. Absolutely. Can't wait for my 18th birthday. Um, <laughs> But I, I grew up in a space where I felt like social media, like when you put yourself out there, you automatically get like negative commentary. Like I was like bracing for it. And I was always so nervous about like virality, especially in our culture right now, where it's so easy for artists to lose their entire platform. Um, and for like on a, in a split second, when somebody just decides like, we don't think you deserve that anymore. And they take it away, you know, and for people who have worked for 20 years to make a career and then social media can just kind of like come at you. It's, it's really terrifying. It's really scary. And um, I, so I automatically assumed that people were going to kind of come for me and be like, this song is wrong. Men shouldn't wear dresses. Like, what is this? The world's falling apart. And it, I literally, I'm not kidding you. I went through and I think I liked every single comment on that video and there was more than 12,000 and there was not a single negative comment on it which is so weird because like, that's not what I'm used to. And it was just like this insane community of people that were like, oh, like love and acceptance and like positivity. And like, we believe people should just express themselves. And they just took this song that like, and made it their own in so many different ways and like related to it in ways that I could have never imagined. And were just so sweet to me and just under like understanding. And the crazy thing about TikTok and I mean, it's so funny to talk about that because even as somebody who's literally been doing this for years and years and years and people are like, TikTok artist, Charlotte Sands. And I'm like, call me, call me whatever you want. Honestly, sure. at this point, as long as you're talking about me, I don't care. Um, but it is so funny because like TikTok is like an insane app, obviously, but like 
it's the only app that I've ever used that people transfer over to like your Spotify and to listen to your music, which is like what happened, which is why that was so insane for me is that whole thing happened. I think we released the song like three days later. We released like the demo version of it basically with like my one take vocals. <laughs> so good to know that that has as many streams as it has now. I'm like, great. Um, but we released that version and then people like waited for the song and then actually went and listened to it, which is like, that never happens. Like that's just such a weird thing that people took the time out of their day and they wanted, they waited until it came out and they were a part of this thing and they wanted, they were a part of the song, you know, they were the reason it came out. And so they all had like a part of it. And that was really, really cool. And just like an all around insane, wonderful experience. And I'm just like not used to social media being nice. So that was yeah, really no, great. Legit. But I think that's the interesting thing. I remember I had a conversation similar to this with, uh, with Austin from Waterparks because they had a bit of a, a kind yeah. of surprise moment on TikTok as well. And it's that funny thing where it is the first platform really since I guess MySpace where like music is properly integrated within yeah. it. So it actually does become a kind of useful thing and kind of a fun way to, if nothing else, share cool music that you like hearing. Right? Yeah. It's an easy way to do that. Absolutely. And it's it's really exciting that there is a platform that like, like I've seen so many artists that like were people who were working at like FedEx or somebody who had like a job working at like a garden shop and all of a sudden they post this video and now they're like signed and yeah. people can be upset about that in any way you want. But having a platform that you can, the music can speak for itself and like fans get to kind of pick what is popular and what is good and like that's really cool to me. And like, obviously it's so stressful to try and say, stay like relevant and consistent with so many platforms and social media and also make art like music and be an artist and whatever. But there is something really, really wonderful about the fact that people who would have never had the opportunity to like be an artist and to like succeed in that way and like weren't given opportunities that like I was lucky enough to have growing up and, um, that's like just like a really wonderful thing to me. So I, I, as much as people can hate the whole TikTok thing, I, I think it's really cool. And I am like so impressed and proud of the people that are like now making careers out of it. Yeah, it's an interesting time for sure. It's always interesting to see what's kind of coming out there, particularly in the yeah. alternative space. I think really, really kind of exciting stuff. Uh, before I let go, Charlotte, we got to ask what's kind of coming up ahead. I don't know how much you want to give away, how much you can give away, but presumably more music mm -hmm. to come this year. And I would hope Absolutely. a lot of live dates as well. Hopefully in the UK as well, right? Hopefully. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> That's the hint. That That's the taste. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be so bad at like keeping secrets about anything for the rest of my life. Um, it's so hard for me to just like not say exciting things, but I am. So I start tour with the main in two days in Arizona. I'm in Austin, Texas right now at South by Southwest, but we're driving to Arizona um, tomorrow and starting that tour for six weeks. So if you live in the U.S., um, we have like 28 dates that we're doing. So that's going to be super fun. And then next stop that i i mean that is like my dream i my dream has been like to play overseas because i've never gotten to do that and obviously the last two years nobody really has been able to travel that much and um so that is definitely like something that i have been like itching to do and um yeah we're just doing a lot of shows this year to be honest we're playing three festivals in three days we're doing a ton of one-offs and um really exciting stuff and a ton of music coming 
So hopefully you don't get sick of me yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No, it's exciting to hear. I think, yeah, everyone's wanting to hit the live shows as much as possible now, right? Yeah. Finally, they're back. Let's get back out there on the road and see some stuff. It's been That's so fun. fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, Charlotte, it's really, really nice chatting to you. Again, congrats on that single last that's out now because I mean, Thank yeah, you. really, really interesting, really unique sound on that. And best of luck with everything. Hopefully chat to you soon when you do make it over here across to these shows. I will walk if I swim, if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't walk. Do swim. We'll see what happens. All right. Good to talk to you. Charlotte sounds Have a good day.